0: shared with you that that word compassion simply means it simply means with passion and we've been looking at the last three weeks at luke chapter 15 which includes three stories or parables of lost things we saw the parable of the lost sheep then the parable of the lost coin and then last week my wife pastor d shared about the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son and these three parables were shared by Jesus because he wanted us to see the heart of the Father. The heart of the Father is to restore, is to redeem that which is lost. In fact, it's the heart of Jesus. He he declared it in Luke 19:10. He said for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost or ruined. Aren't you glad That there is a wonderful Savior that no matter what you've lost, He can restore it. No matter what you've ruined, if you turn to Him, He can redeem it. He's able to do that. So now we're going to go to the second part of this Passion Vision Action Series. We're going to focus on vision. Now I want to ask, how many of you here or on live stream, you have on your smart TV the Disney Plus... Disney Plus I've got Disney Plus if you're a grandparent you need Disney Plus it's very entertaining for the children and I must admit there's some stuff on there that I'm entertained and enjoy as well Mandalorian oh that was God sent for me I loved it (laughs) well as you know Walt Disney was the founder of Disneyland and uh, it is said that Walt Disney, he envisioned greater things. In fact, Walt Disney, in spite of his envisioning, he never lived to see the opening of Disney World. During the opening ceremonies, someone is reported to have said to Walt's wife, it's a shame Walt is not here to see this. To which, Walt's wife responded by saying, he did see it, or it wouldn't even be here. You see, Walt had envisioned Disney World before his passing. And he had consulted and talked to those on his team, and they bought into the vision. And though he didn't see it materialized during his lifetime, It did materialize because he first envisioned it. Martha Berry was a lady with the vision to help poor children. She began a school for poor children. She had no books, no building, and no money, but she had a dream. She went to Henry Ford to ask for a donation. Mr. Ford reached into his pocket and he gave her a dime. Most people would have been insulted. Here is a multi-billionaire, and all he could give was a dime. But Martha took that dime, and she bought a packet of seeds and planted a garden, raised a crop, sold it, and then she bought more seeds. After three or four harvests, she had enough money to purchase an old building for the children. She returned to Mr. Ford and said, Look what your dime has done. The man was so impressed that he donated a million dollars for Berry School. You see what happens when you have a vision? there will be provision. When God gives you a vision, don't be afraid to run with it. Because the God of vision is also the God of provision. Pastor Rick Warren said, vision is the ability to see potential in what others overlook. Vision is the ability to see potential in what others Overlook now in this message this morning. I want to present four questions and Then I want us to find the answers to these questions in the word of God in the scriptures The first question that I want to present is what does God see? What Does God see through the prophet of Isaiah we discover the answer to this question in Isaiah 43 verse 4 in the Amplified we read because you are precious in my sight you are honored and I love you this was God speaking to and over his people Israel He's declaring this over his old covenant people, Israel. And he says to them, You are precious in my sight. When I look at you, I see you as precious. The Hebrew word for precious here is yakar. And it means to esteem, to esteem, be prized, be valuable, be precious be costly, be appraised. God was saying, when I see you, my people, I see you as highly valued and highly valuable. I see you as highly esteemed. And I want to say to somebody today, you may have been viewed as insignificant. You may have been seen as one who has been overlooked. You may have been told that your life really matter and that you will never be able to accomplish anything meaningful. But hear the words of God. He says, when I see you, I see value. I see one that is to be highly prized. I see one that I highly esteem. I see one that was so costly that you cost my son every drop of his blood on the cross of Calvary. And I did not see that as a burden. I saw that a blessing because i saw more than the fact that i made you out of dirt i saw the gold that is in you i want you to understand today that the way people see you is different than the way heaven sees you back in the day there was a christian song titled in heaven's eyes Here are the lyrics to the chorus of that song in heaven's eyes There are no losers in heaven's eyes No, hopeless cause only people like you with feelings like me amazed by the grace we can find in heaven's eyes you see when others would see A fearful farmer God saw a mighty man of valor that's what we read about in Judges chapter 6 and verse 12 Judges 6 verse 12 says and the angel of the Lord appeared to him to who to Gideon and said to him the Lord is with you you mighty man of valor but where was Gideon When the angel pronounced this over him, he was hiding, he was hiding in a wine vat, he was hiding because of fear. Over the fact that the Midianites had been coming as marauders and taking over and over again the harvest of God's people. He was in hiding, but when the angel appeared to him, he declared over him, he said, You are a mighty man of valor. He didn't say you are a man of timidity, you are a man. Fear. He said, You are a man of valor. You are a man of courage. You are a man who is made to be a hero. You are heroic. And we would say, But how could that be? Because when God sees you, He sees you more than where you're at. He sees where you will be when He works in you and through you. Woo! Mighty man of valor. Tomorrow. From the lyrics of a song when others see a shepherd boy god may see a king that's exactly what happened with david he was overlooked he was thought of as insignificant so much so when the prophet of god samuel showed up to david's dad jesse's house and said i'm here to anoint the next king of israel bring all your sons all seven were brought in there was still number eight which was david but he wasn't even called to that gathering why because his father felt there's no way that the of the family, that this young child of mine, that this one who is taking care of, of a few of my sheep, that he would be the next king of Israel. But Samuel made that declaration that most of us are familiar with. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God looks beyond the superficial. God looks beyond what others see. He sees what's in the heart. And when others saw shepherd boy God saw a king when God looked at David he saw him as a champion he saw him with the heart of a lion and I want to call that out of somebody that today you've been told that you do not have what it takes I'm here to declare over you God says with him all things are possible and he sees a heart of a champion in you Question: I have is what did Jesus see? What did Jesus see? We discover the answer to this question in the passage that we've been looking at, that's been the foundational passage for this series found in Matthew 9, verses 35 through 38. Matthew 9:35 to 38 says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus saw the multitudes, and what did he see? He saw sheep, not goats. Matthew 25, if you read the parable that Jesus talks there about sheep and goats, you will see that. Sheep have a good connotation. Goats have a bad connotation. When Jesus saw the multitude, what did he see? He saw them as sheep, not goats. What does the psalmist say? We are the sheep of his pasture. When Jesus saw the multitude, what did he see? He saw sheep, not goats. He saw plentiful harvest what did he see he saw them as potentially sheep within god's flock he did not see them as a hopeless cause he did not see them as hopeless cases he saw them as potentially part of the fold of god that's what jesus saw he saw them as sheep not cheevils some of you know what i'm talking about i had to throw that in What did Jesus see? He saw them as potentially saved. Oh, that God would help you and I when we come across that friend, that neighbor that we haven't seen in a while. And we think it's coincidence, not understanding. No, it's not coincidence. It is providence. And that when we come across their path, it's that God wants us to take the opportunity to see them as He sees them and to share with Him, with them, how they can come to connect with Him so that they can become what He sees they are potentially able to become when you get that phone call from a loved one that you haven't heard from from a while for a while don't see it as a coincidence it is divine providence god has given you the opportunity to shine your light again because he wants them in his fold and he wants you to see them as potentially part of his folding flock what does jesus see we know one day andrew simon peter's brother brought Simon to the Lord to meet him and we read this in John chapter 1 verse 42 and he brought him to Jesus now when Jesus looked at him he said you are Simon the son of Jonah you shall be called Cephas which is translated a stone Mm -hmm. notice what it says Jesus looked At him. At who? At Simon, at Peter. He looked at him. The word looked in Greek, it's emblepo, emblepo. And it means to look on. That is, relatively, to observe fixedly. Or absolutely. To discern clearly. In other words, when Jesus looked at Peter, at Simon, he looked beyond the surface. He looked deeply, intently into Peter's heart. And he said, you are Simon, but you will be called Cephas, a stone. Why? Because you walking with me, you connecting with me, I'm going to invest in you so that what I see in you is developed. What God designed you to become. Reality. I see more than a denier. I see a man on fire. I see more than one who is going to fail. I see one with a future. And I want you to understand that even if you have failed, my friend, Jesus does not see you as a failure. He sees you with a future and a hope. Surface. He sees what's in your heart. He knows that desire that has been in your heart, but you feel, I'm unqualified. I don't have what it takes. But Jesus is saying, I see what's in your heart, and I want you to know you have what it takes because I'm with you. And then the third question What did Jesus want? His disciples to see what did Jesus want his disciples to see in John 4:35, in the amplified we read do you not say it is still four months until the harvest comes look I say to you raise your eyes and look at the fields and see they are white for harvest Now, there is an app. I don't know if you've downloaded it to your phone. It's a Bible app called the Blue Letter app. And I go to this app when I'm studying and preparing many times. And uh, in that app, you'll find commentaries. You'll find it's linked to the Strong's Concordance to give you the definition of Greek and Hebrew words. And when I went to John 4, this passage in verse 35, I saw the different commentaries that were there giving a comment on this verse, its significance, its meaning. And one of the commentators, his name is David Gusick, and he says the following, commenting on John 4, 35, regarding there are still four months and then comes a harvest. This was his commentary. This was a proverb with the idea that there is no particular hurry for a task. Because things simply take time and you can't avoid the waiting. Jesus did not want His disciples to have this mentality. He wanted them to think and act as if the harvest was ready now. Jesus warned His disciples to not think, there are still four months and then comes the harvest. If they had eyes to see it, The harvest was ready now. Even white for harvest. Implying that the grain was fully ripe or overripe. Jesus wanted his disciples to see. You don't have to wait for harvest. Harvest is here right now. CWC Live. harvest is here in Tulare County right now. CWC Life harvest is here now. People want hope now. People are looking for peace now. In the midst of this pandemic, let's kick the devil in the mouth and let him know People are bound by anxiety, by fear. They don't see a future. They don't see a hope. But, church, we know who is that future. We know who is that hope. We know who gives eternal life. We must see it's harvest time now. It's harvest time right now. It's not time to wait. To tell that person about Jesus, it's time to tell them now. When they ask you, what do you think? Jesus. Jesus. Well, I got this problem. Jesus. Why do you say Jesus to everything? Because there's only one answer Jesus. He's the one that transforms. He's got the power! One more question. What did the Lord want Paul to see? What did the Lord want Paul, the apostle, to see? The answer is found in Acts chapter 18, verses 9 and 10. Acts 18, 9 and 10. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you. Watch this, for I have many people in this city. I just finished a few days ago a book entitled We've Never, You've Never Crossed This Way Before by R.T. Kendall. And in it, he shares concerning this passage, the following. When the Apostle Paul was ready to go to the next assignment, God told him in a vision to stay put right where he was in Corinth. I have many people in this city who are my people. He told them in Acts 18 10. RT continues. God called them my people before they were converted. (laughs) Not only that, God told Paul not to be afraid. Go on speaking and do not be silent. For I am with you, for I have many in this city who are my people. And you know what the result was? Paul stayed. The result was the founding of a great church in Corinth and Paul's two letters. First and second Corinthians. Why did Paul want to leave? Well, because his life was in danger. He heard the chatter. People in that city were in upheaval over the fact, especially the religious people that he was sharing that there was only one way, Jesus Christ, and his life now was being threatened so Paul is thinking, okay, it's time to move on. It is in that context where Paul is told by the Lord, no, do not fear, stay." I have many people still in this city. God wanted him to see. Where you see obstacles, I see opportunities. Where you see problems, I see promises. And he was telling him, if you stick it out, you're going to discover more people coming in. To the kingdom. Let me be clear. And then he told him, do not be silent. Let me be clear. In fact, if, if, if by chance, if by chance, Governor Newsom is watching this, if by chance, legislators in Sacramento are watching this, let me serve notice to you. This will not stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I'm speaking the truth I'm from the book that God wrote. I didn't write it. Go ahead and make those laws. But you will not muscle me. You will not silence me. Because heaven and earth will pass away. But his word will never pass away. Because I believe. We have the answer. Let me tell you something. I like Steve Harvey. I do. I I've watched Family Feud and the guy the guy is cray cray. He really is. But I was disappointed this week when I came across an article in Christian Post that says that Steve Harvey is now saying there are many ways to God. And if by chance Steve Harvey is watching our live stream, Steve Harvey, I want you to know, I love you, bro, but there is only one way to God. Jesus said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Only Jesus was qualified to die. And so what did the Lord want Paul to see? There is plenty of opportunities here where you're at. In the midst of the difficulty, I will work a great deliverance. If you'll stay put, and if you will not be silent, and if you will continue to proclaim my word, my word will prevail.
1: He wanted him to see the opportunities in the midst of the opposition and obstacles. Pastor Rick
0: Warren gives the simplest definition of vision. When he said, vision is the ability to see
1: the opportunities within your current circumstances. Two shoe salesmen were sent to Africa. One
0: sent a telegraph home, telegram home that said, get me home Nobody here wears shoes huh. The other salesman telegraph saying send me all the shoes you can Nobody here wears shoes They saw things differently Is there a Joshua in the house? Is there a Caleb in the house? That in spite of the report of the majority who say, we are not well able, will declare, we are able. Because if God is with us, then our enemies will be defeated. Then we will possess whatever he said is promised to us. We will obtain it. Is there anybody with eyes to see today that we opportunity, where we have the opportunity to see revival again in America, can you see it, can you see it, someone noted, vision is the world's most desperate need, there are no hopeless situations. Only people who think hopelessly. Again, vision is the world's most desperate need. There are no hopeless situations. Only people who think hopelessly. There is always
1: hope, church. Paul said it. Concerning the mystery. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. He said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's always hope. And we need to share it. You may feel hopeless. I'm here to tell you there's hope for you. Jesus is the living hope. You can expect God to do what he's promised. Jesus is a yes He's a yes to the promises of God and by us the amen The
0: soviet is declared At the beginning of this message. I shared the lyrics to the chorus of the song in heaven's eyes Let me share the lyrics of one of the verses from the song followed by the words of the chorus the orphan child The wayward father, the homeless traveler in the rain.
1: When life goes by and no one bothers, heaven feels the pain.
0: Looking down, God sees each heartache, knows each sorrow, hears each cry. And looking up, we'll see compassion's fire a blaze in heaven's eyes in heaven's eyes there are no losers in heaven's eyes no hopeless
1: cause only people like you with feelings like me amazed by the grace we can find in heaven's eyes Today, God wants us to see, church, we are surrounded by endless opportunities. (laughs) We are surrounded by endless opportunities to share the gospel, to show the gospel. We are surrounded by endless opportunities. God wants to clear our eyes because I'll tell you there are times when it is difficult to see beyond the disappointment to see beyond the heartache that a loved one a friend has caused you and it's hard to see what God sees in them but if you'll get before God God And say, give me your vision. He will clear your eyes to see them clearly again as He sees them. I'm telling you, I've experienced that in my life. And there's nothing freer. Nothing freer than being able to see as God sees than being able to see people like Jesus sees them. Yes, because of disobedience, their sin, the image of God may have been marred, but it is not erased. It's still there. And if we will look to Him, call on Him, He will enable us to see beyond the disappointment, the pain, the brokenness, and see the gold that He sees in them. Father God, we want to see as You see. Open our eyes to see like You see. And thank You, Father, that when You see People that are gathered here, the ones watching on live stream, you see preciousness. You see value. And you paid a price, the highest price, to redeem, to restore. To release. Help us to see that. Because if we will. Mm, we'll realize there is no hopeless cause. There's always hope because of Jesus. We'll see it. And help us to see others as you see them Lord. And help us to see the enormous and great opportunities we have. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your good grace. We celebrate it. We embrace it. We receive it right now.